Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalman. This week, we are diving in to discuss the space between. So welcome everybody. Um, once more, we're delighted to be here again, uh, diving into uh, this very juicy conversation um, around and through and into the space between. So Rosalind, I'd love to just hear from your side. What are you, you know, when we talk about the space between, um, what is, what are you associating with that, you know, between what, what is that space? If somebody has never heard of the space between, you know, how can we relate to it? Yeah, there's a lovely quote and I'm not going to say the name because I can't actually remember the name, so I'll get the wrong name. It's like honoring the space between no longer and not yet, Mm. which I think really sums it up. So it's kind of like, you know, one door has closed but the other one's not yet open. So you're kind of like walking in the hallway and you don't know what door is going to open either. Like, so it's kind of like, like a lot of people describe it as that limbo land, you know, like my old way of being life, whatever. It's usually a way of life and a way of being like that where the space between usually is something a little bit more chewy than, excuse me, than some other aspects. Like, so it's like the old way of, of life and being isn't coming back. It can't come back like that way, but the new one is unfolding, but we don't have a clear idea of it. We can't tangibly grasp it and go, this is what it is. So we're usually like the little adventurer. And we maybe have gone, I didn't sign up for that little role, but we've gone off on our little adventure and we're in the sort of hopped on a boat and we're in the sea and then we're realizing, shit, where's the boat going? And then you can kind of think, I need to know where the boat is going. Because if I don't know where it's going, how the heck's it going to get anywhere? But we're, it's a space between because we're kind of floating in it. There's just, you're not yet who you are going to be. So you have to allow yourself to be in that space. like, And sometimes that space between is chosen. Sometimes it's created and other times it's given to us, Do you know, mm-hmm. like, so it's been handed to us in a sense that way. So it's, to me, it's, it's, it's probably the area a lot of people struggle with because our natural inclination is to, I need the answers. Mm-hmm. And in the space between we're in the questions. Yeah, it's not a time for answers at all. Like, and we also kind of will. But could you just tell me? Is it going to be one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? <laughs> you know, we want we want the deadline off it. And once again, there, there's no deadline. You know, so it's kind of it goes against a lot of what maybe we've been taught or what we we think or, or how we like things to be and what society sort of expects us to be. Because also space, I think sometimes you kind of just want to go. Oh, actually, no. If I could. I would just go into a little cave somewhere and just stay there for a few months. But obviously in the society we live in, we don't maybe get to do that in that way. So you're trying to be in this mushy phase while interacting with the world, but also a lot of time interacting in spaces where you know they're not for me anymore. Like, So you're trying to you know, get the muddy, you know, treacly, lift your feet out of one and your feet are still sticking with a treacle. You're going to have to be here because it's my job, and you know, or it's the relationship or whatever it is, you know, like you're going, I'm here for now, but I still have no idea who I am and what's going on. Yeah. yeah. There can be such a big stretch right between that where you go, mm, I so, I know this is not for me anymore. This is not who I am anymore, you know, but yet I have to be in that, in that too, a little yeah. bit along with being in this other space that I have no clue what it is, where it's going. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a time that really calls for um, handling ourselves, you know, because yeah. so much picking up on what you said, so much about in our society, how we've been trained, how we've been brought up is to handle life, right? Yeah. What's your goal? How do you get there? Break it down, A to Z, march on it. Um, so we are handling 
things and plans and difficulties that are outside of us in a way. To me, the space between is very much about handling us in the process, yeah. minding us in the process. What are you doing if you're in that boat on the sea but have no oars? You know, it, yeah. it's like how do we handle, how do we manage, how do we mediate um, our nervous system, you know, the anxiety yeah. that comes with not knowing from a very good reason, but allowing ourselves to go, okay, my nervous system is freaking out, but not all of me has to freak out. How do, how do I even do that? You know, yeah. um, how can I feel, you know, somewhat excited about what I feel might come? Because that's sometimes as well, it comes in so subtly, but then at the same time feeling really stuck because I'm still, it's the old job that is still providing me financially or it's yeah. this relationship, you know, maybe I, I got a glimpse of what freedom could be like from that relationship and I'm somewhat maybe excited about this, but maybe it's in a relationship where there are children involved, where it's yeah. not that easy to move out of this relationship. Um, and so it is a space that is, um, that brings all of that, the not knowing, right? And how are we dealing with the not knowing? Mm -hmm. Um, how are we, um, holding ourselves safe, you know, how are we keeping ourselves in a safe place emotionally, psychologically, physically, whilst the waters are, are churning and we're not knowing where we're going, you know, and in a way it can be scary because it can feel very much like being on that boat out in the ocean with no one around you. Mm -hmm. There's in a way, no one there to save us um but again not necessarily in a in a in a in a plot where life plots against us but more so well if there's no one out there yeah. that can help us well how can i step up for myself mm. how am i holding myself in times when it's not the way society would like it to be always predictable pick your next goal be purpose driven you know be fueled um know what you want um so it is a very it has a very very yin quality to me it is very much the quality of surrendering it's that yeah. i say that sometimes in classes like how can we surrendering is not giving up you know, in the physical practice, how can I surrender into the practice, into the posture, but it does not mean giving up in the posture and it doesn't mean not honoring our boundaries when we go going towards, you know, a posture that is just outside our reach right now, you know, but how do I surrender into the process of feeling the discomfort that the old doesn't fit anymore and the new doesn't really fit either anymore because I kind of quite honestly have to still grow into it, right? It's that yeah. that mushy phase, the metamorphosis that we oftentimes refer to, right? Between a caterpillar and the butterfly. Yeah. The caterpillar is gone, the butterfly isn't there anymore and you're in this mush mm -hmm. that, you know, as a as an analogy, as an image, sounds so beautiful, right? From yeah. caterpillar to, you know, butterfly. But really, if you think of your life being that mush, there is no more structure left of mm -hmm. the caterpillar that that is you know that invokes all the big questions of like who am i actually in this life you know if i have to let go of the caterpillar the life that i've been leading either in a in a in one maybe part of my life or all of my life in order to move on you know the question is like what have i actually achieved in my life you know how am i identifying with that so all those big questions am i a failure you know if i recognize that that's happening now in maybe my 30s my 40s my 50s my 60s yeah. you know everything that i've built the fear that comes up the paradigms that come up so um <coughs> i like that space by principle i don't always like it when i'm in it <laughs> but i like it by principle because it it really teaches me to soften. It really yeah. teaches me um, to be in touch with another aspect of myself that I have a harder time accessing when things are, you know, when there's stuff to organize and things to do. There's a certain BB that wants to come out and is very happy handling that, you know, the in the boat on the ocean can be like so, but it brings up all my, the deep rooted fears that we talk in yoga as well about you know, and the uh, attachment and the the resentment towards certain things and, you know, the clinging to others. Um, and then in that way, fact-finding mission, 
I think, which is so bizarre because you don't really find facts, but you, you do get a good, like the facts establish themselves later, but <laughs> they come up in that time. I just find it such a rich time. It's just so, there's so much information to be found that you don't know is information while you're going through it. But afterwards, you know, it's these big, oh my God, I didn't know I'm clinging on to life in this particular way. Oh my God, I'm just, you know, pushing through it, that bullheaded with something else. Oh my God, I really want to make this work, even though it's like way past its due date. Um, you know, it, it's, it, to me, it's, it's rich in that way. Not easy to manage. Like sometimes, sometimes, Sometimes it can be quite pleasant to go through as well. Like, you know, I've learned to enjoy the process more and the more you learn to surrender into it and not resist it, the more pleasant it becomes. Um, but it's for sure, it's something that's uh, anti-cyclical to how we live our societal life usually, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like it's it's a place that nobody really wants to talk about, you know, do you know, sometimes, or it's a place that people say, like, yeah, that doesn't really happen that often. Like, you know, or you might get it once in your lifetime. You're like, it just depends really. Like, but it's a, a, it's like a lot of people I've been chatting to recently are sort of in that space and they all just want to know, how do I get out of it? And I'm just like, you, you can't rush it. I go, because if you rush it, you, you not lose, but you, you have an opportunity here to really access parts of yourself that you, you wouldn't be able to access otherwise. You have a ability to maybe change the course and direction of your life in a way that you might normally not choose to do. Um, you have an opportunity to really see how can I be in these spaces? Do you know, especially I think for people who work with other people like, you've got to know this terrain like you've got to experience it to be able to sit with somebody and go I know it's frustrating I know you fucking want to hit the head of somebody I know you want the 10-step plan I know you 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 want out of here ASAP what you need to actually allow yourself to be in it and to know that there's even though you might feel you're out in that boat on your own that there's somebody sitting beside you not handing you oars but it's going gee this is a good space to be mm-hmm. Do you know, like, that's okay. I'm happy for you. Like, you know, you might want to slap me, but it's a good space to be like, mm. do you know? And I, 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 like for a lot of people, it's like, you know, how do I get out? And it's like, how can I be in it? Would be the question. How can I yeah. feel supported in it? Do you know, like, so to me, it's like the surrender to me is the idea. Like, you know, like, yes, I, I let go, but it's not me just lying flat, you know, like blah. It's like, you know, how can I surrender but feel really held and supported by the earth, by the elements, by the sky, by nature, by spirit, by whatever I believe in. Like, you know, how can I allow myself to lean back and know that they're holding me Mm. in this space? Like, so I know that I'm not doing it alone. So I can Mm. remind myself of that there. And it's a big space where we have to be honest and go, I don't know. Yeah. You know, when somebody goes to you, what you, what's your five-year goals? I don't know. What's, what's for dinner? I don't know. Do you know, like, what are you doing next week? I don't know. You know, what's your plans? I don't know. You know, what's the next? I don't know. You know, like, and that makes other people sometimes uncomfortable because then it's like, you know, well, so let's sit down and work this out. And you're like, I, I can't because my brain probably, if I'm mushy, my brain's definitely mushy. Like, so we have to really like, go against like a lot of what we've been told and allow ourselves to be just mushy like and and it's hard it's hard like do you know because we're not taught to give ourselves that space either like we're mm. taught to get up pick yourself up and move on but there's mm. some places in life where that's just not that that space like but it's really interesting to watch people i'm working with currently where it's that the brain is like what's next move on you've got to be or they're looking at other people going but like they're doing xyz why can't i be doing xyz it's like because you're just not meant to be doing xyz you're here this is where you're you're meant to be at this time you're like it's like you're being molded you're you're not yet like you you get the little plaster scene is what we would call it marley and plaster scene you know like you're being molded in the space so we can't send you out just yet, like, you know, 
because you're you're not fully formed like or as mm. I shared with one they're like oh, no, I never thought about it like that it's like it's like being in the womb you'll come out when your time is due like you know for some people it's the nine months for some people it's a bit earlier for some people it's a little bit later I go but I go that space is so important for the child in the womb because they're getting fed they're getting nourished they're being held by the mother so how can you give yourself those qualities in this space and they're like oh i never thought of it like that and i'm like well that's how i try and navigate it the best that i can mm-hmm. is to remember it's okay you're being incubated yeah yeah and um with that one of the ways i think of that sometimes it's like it happens oftentimes when usually when neptune is involved in some sort of way um this this it's it, it you know this transcendent quality you know we're transcending something but while we're transcending something it gets mental foggy you know mm-hmm. um for those of you maybe skiers or snowboarders you know it's like when all of a sudden a whiteout comes across like just blows in yeah. and you just don't know where to go and if you're in a snowboard and if you're not in a particular steep part of the hill you actually have no clue where up and down is yeah. like it's it's so disorienting in a way but again when that sort of neptunian fogginess comes in it's again it's not there to trip us up it's really just to teach us to maybe lessen the grip on the steering wheel just enough because where we're heading in our logical mind where we're heading where we thought this needs to go is not in our greatest and highest interest in our full capacity and we can't see this because we can only see things sometimes from the level of our understanding where we're at so we don't know what we don't know so mm-hmm. to me, it's a huge invitation to allow life, spirit, um, the greater workings of the universe to really reorient ourselves while we're loosening the grip a little bit. And what usually happens is, you know, it, it, can, it can be put, a whiteout can be uh, potentially quite dangerous, especially if you're at the back country, you know, if off slope somewhere and, um, and it, it can be really, really scary. It's a visceral experience like in, on a physical slope where you're, I was going down, I knew where I was going. It all, it was a bit foggy and now it's completely white and you cannot go anywhere. And in that way, it's actually better to not go anywhere in that moment, just to stay until it kind of blows over and then chances are you see actually a shorter way home or you see an easier way out. So there is this reorientation process that happens when we're in that space in between in that mush phase so that when life is ready with us, when we have transcended, augmented, restructured, reformed, fully formed, that when this fogginess goes, we see the portal. We see the light. It's like, oh my God, I never knew there was a door and I could yeah. walk through there. I never knew there was a way of a possibility of, of being for me in the world. So it has this potential of reorienting, but it's not us that needs to reorient. So it's not us to sit down with a massive, you know, mastermind idea. It's no. not us. We go and drawn down. This is not the time because the more you grip, the more you try, you fight your way out of a white out as such. The, the more you get into terrain that you don't even know mm-hmm. and that you're not, you know, you, you're literally getting lost and you get so frustrated. And then the moment you have the visibility back, it's just, it's, it's so easy. Yeah. And so it's, it's conserving our energies and it's this interplay, this yin yang, right? There are times in our life where we're really called mm-hmm. for to, to be decisive, to take action, to step out into the world, to overcome our fear and all of those things that we hear so often, there is space for that and there's need for that in life. But there are also the times we don't like to talk about because they don't seem as glorious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want, you know, uh, and having people then, you know, back at you, um, <laughs> you know, like, well, you need to fix this. And then there comes a huge amount of, of shame and fear and guilt into into that. But to me, it's just always this reminder of, you know, the grip on the steering wheel. If you just release that a little bit, your experience becomes just so much wider and so much easier of it. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but there is an easefulness with which Mm. you get to navigate that not knowingness. And I think there is, don't you feel the same, that there is culturally a shift slowly towards, especially when we talk about the womb process, mm. right? Where people go, oh, okay, I can I can relate to that and I can appreciate the beauty in that. Mm. Um, 
we've moved this far as, as a society, we're starting mm. to go there. There's still more work to do. Mm. At some stage, hopefully, we will celebrate the the fogginess and the space in between as much as our, you know, capacity to be very tangible and um, efficient. Because mm. you can be efficient in a space in between as well, but it's a different kind of efficient. Nothing to do with doing, doing and everything producing. to do with being. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. it's like you know an, an ideal an I, ideal you know like dreaming then an ideal society is that that we would be allowed to go to the cave you know and just be in that space or go to our rooms and be in that space without the need to be interacting too much with the world around us like because mm. you know? it is so informative right um and this is usually how i work with if i have i mean i, I like working with transitions in the yoga practice anyway, but particularly if you work with teachers or if I work with experienced practitioners, because as experienced practitioners, uh, most of the times we can hone and we have honed shapes. We know how a warrior to, you know, how the alignment is, how we are manifesting that into space because it's an archetype. It is, it's something that we can aim for. It's something that we can, um relate to so we have some concrete that we go okay this is how we shape ourselves into this right Mm -hmm. but then how you're moving from one pose to the other is usually where where it shows up you know you can see you can see um and it's beautiful to watch it near well i call it beautiful to watch it in your own practice sometimes painful to watch in your own practice Mm. as well but the rushing that comes in you know um the way it teaches usually really really slow for that very reason that people cannot um you know you, you just sometimes swing a leg forward and you take the momentum and um and it's sort of fingers crossed and I'm going to land there and then I'm going to take shape again and yeah. be, you know, in inverted commas, perfect or whatever that shape is. Um, so we've learned to, you know, um, really harness our practice in that way, but it's the transitions that are always the giveaway. So if we feel like we're plateauing, we're struggling in our practice, I always look at the transitions because it really shows how, how are we holding ourselves psychologically between the two archetypes of two postures, between mm-hmm. knowing and knowing that space in between because it is um it's not always as it requires so there are a couple of postures that have become sort of postures like wild thing would be one of those postures where you go from a side plank into sort of a full back bend that has become a posture but really actually what it is in itself it is a process it's a process of from a posture side plank that is quite linear Mm. into the space but not necessarily once you're in wild thing, while the word work for wild thing is, it's not over, but it has a different dynamic, but the beauty of teaching it and the benefit it has is by going into it yeah. because that is such a, such a way of moving that is not as linear. It's not as, uh, you know, arms straight, legs straight, lengthen your spine. It's not like that. It all depends on where you place your weight. You know, it's shifting your center of gravity. And as your center of gravity shifts, you have to adjust. So it is very much like being on that boat out in the ocean. But you can see how our need oftentimes is to fall into the posture. Yeah. Right. And so we're, we're really what we're missing out when we're rushing from pose to pose is this idea of I can be there for me with myself present in the confusion, in the not knowing, in the between. And so you can take some as, as physical and in a way almost mundane as a physical yoga practice, but practice this, this way of being in a space in between in, in that. And it gives you so much information about where you're over efforting, where you're under efforting, what you're avoiding, you know, are you hanging more onto the last pose as long as you can? And then just like quickly into the next one, or are you rushing to the next one? You know? So when we look at the physical practice through that lens of what are my patterns, it feeds back into our life. And yeah. When I work with students in that way beyond our practice on the mat, there are these correlations that we can draw between, oh my God, yeah, that's right. I'm always jumping to the next pose. I'm always jumping to the next relationship, the next job, right? Or, oh my God, I really don't want to move out of this pose. I'm holding yeah. on as long until I know where you're going in the physical practice. And then I step into it. Well, I'm doing the same in my life. I'm holding on to what I need to release until 
I see. And that's when yeah. I'm jumping. It's like, wow. And so to me, that that's one of the blessings of having a physical posture or practice is that I can work on those possibly quite triggering patterns in a way that is a little less personal. I mean, it is just a shape in space. And if I have a teacher that can hold that, or if I'm practicing at home and I can hold that space for myself, beautiful. And so as I'm weaving that in and out of my physical practice, those layers are connected. It comes out of our psyche. So the practice then can become a practice for the space um, between, which is sort of ultimately then almost culminating in shavasana right it's the it's the void if you take the space in between into a bigger context mm-hmm. it's it's the space between this world and the other world and that's what we're really practicing in shavasana is it's it's we're practicing the corpse pose we're practicing yeah. releasing this life while we're fully conscious um and again that can be hugely triggering um for people who who are who are experiencing shavasana for the first time but it is again it's this the stepping stone where we learn to be in these spaces you know mm-hmm. it is a massive yeah it's a beautiful way of looking at it like you know showing people how their yoga practice is teaching them you know we might not have ever looked at it that way teaching them about life and about themselves and how they move through life or what patterns are pushing them through life that way or which ones are guiding them or supporting them and which ones are habitual that they don't even think about those they don't recognize and even identify and see like and i think in the in the space between that's what we're we're really looking at and learning like is that we're looking back at the previous we want to carry that forward with us but we're not going to be able to we're not going to be allowed to so it's really then just, you know, being sort of mid-pose and allowing ourselves just to be in that mid-leap nearly. Like, you know, it's like uh, if you think, you know, to, to, if you, you're chatting about the snow and all there, but, you know, I often say to people, it's like, you know, you see it in the cartoons and all there, like where, you know, you're, you're on the ice and there's one foot and one piece of ice and the other one the other. And, you know, like obviously the person or the little animal sometimes can't bring both legs together. So they'll keep, but they won't, won't lift any foot off either. So eventually they just kaput down the middle that way. Like, so we're sort of in that space where we're trying to find our, our balance or just to sort of keep ourselves afloat until we're ready to sort of lift both feet off or just to be mid air. This kind mm-hmm. of to me, the space between it's just mid air. Like you're just sort of taking the leap going, I have no idea what is beneath me. I have no idea what's on the other side. I can't see it, but I trust that there is something there. And so it's like the, 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 like the fool just stepping off quite happy going, not an ocean, but I know something is going to catch me either beneath or the other side, whatever direction I, I need to go. Like, and that's what I always, in those spaces when I'm in them, is like to remind myself, you know, like anytime I've taken those leaps, they've always worked out. So it's like, okay, can I allow myself just to be in this space? Like, you know, like, and sometimes our head can be going, like, you've already done these spaces so many times. Why are you meeting this again? Like, it's like, because there's more, there's more to be experienced. Like, you know, but we're not going to see it until we need to see it. So we have Mm. to sit in the little growing pains of being stretched beyond maybe what we thought we were able to be, do, think, feel, and just to be in that space of acknowledging maybe what we need just to breathe into it like because to me it's like this little you know it's like coming back to the, the little womb space or the breathing space we just have to allow ourselves to be in it the best that we can like and there's no right or wrong way to navigate that space do you know like and, and is it but it is a normal space do you know i think that's really important to remember it's like how can i honor myself while i'm in this space and maybe yeah. just in this moment, how mm-hmm. can I honor myself? Like, and can I give myself permission to do nothing maybe in this space? Can I give myself permission to take the pressure off myself to be producing? Mm-hmm. Can I take mis- the pressure off myself to try and figure out what's actually ending? Because sometimes I might not even know when I'm feeling that mushiness come in. You're like, oh, you might get a sense. You might have an idea, but you're going, but what's maybe? 
not too sure what land I'm leaving yet. Like, you know, so can I take the pressure of having the answers and just float in this murky water that mm. I will eventually settle and I will see the bottom off. Yeah. And I mean, what, what's kicking up in, in terms of fear and liking or disliking the space is really like our ego self, right? Mm. It's that part of ourselves that goes, that that is, I mean, the ego, and we could do a whole episode, or we might do an episode on that actually as well at some point. But the ego, I find, also gets a bad reputation yeah. a lot of the time, you know, because uh, we need a certain, certain healthy amount of ego because it's anchoring the soul into existence. If you yeah. have no ego, you will have no survival uh, pull. So yeah. you go down in the water, you will not try and swim. You know, it's good to have a healthy amount of, of, of ego because it keeps you alive. It keeps you breathing. It keeps you yeah. in the game. It keeps you, you know, when you're struggling that wish to, to come out the other side, you know, it's anchoring you into the physical realm. So yeah. we got to hold the ego also, you know, in, in that regard. But at the same time, it is usually the ego that really kicks up when we are in this foggy, oh God, foggy yeah. time. Because the ego is trying to keep you alive and the ego relies on tangible, yeah. reliable, constant expressions in your life. Mm. You know, that which you can rely on. It doesn't have to be good, but it has to be always there. And so your ego anchors you into that. And what the space in between does, it really takes away anything that you think is reliable. It, it, it is potentially even still there, yeah. but the ego can't see it. It can't take its grip into that. And so on from that level, the invitation when you are in the space in between, when you are in that that dream world, the potential transcend, the metamorphosis kind of phase, there is really the potential to connect to yourself on a deeper level than just purely the ego. So we can recognize and honor the ego for keeping us alive in this world, but it's an invitation to who am I? How am I sensing myself beyond the ego? So I'm feeling this part of me that is freaking out. And I can honor that, but I'm also noticing more of myself. So there is an invitation to really experience ourselves on a soul level, on a, on a yeah. greater level. Um, and it is actually on a very mundane level. It's, it's woven into, into every moment because it's, it's woven into the breathing cycle. You have the in-breath, there's the pause. That's the space in between. Then you have the exhalation and there's technically a pause. Mm -hmm. And so when you work with the breath, what happens is when we're from our nervous system upward regulated if our ego is freaking out the pauses begin to disappear you can actually yeah. see that there's just in and out in and out in and out um and even that breath becomes quite harsh and when we try and do breath work and we try and create the pause while the nervous system is still upward regulated while the ego is still in full yeah. flight of trying to control everything it actually doesn't work it works for a short time and then you go <gasps> right. so the way in which you find and build a pause is by finding a downward regulation of your nervous system to mm. some extent. And this is why practices like the physical yoga practice, when we move with the breath, when we become aware of the breath, but pranayama practices where we understand how does it feel to hold empty without breath? How does yeah. it feel to hold full with breath? Um, are all tools, they rewire us neurologically so that the ego doesn't freak out so much when there is a pause after inhalation or exhalation or when there's a pause in life after a cycle of really working hard and establishing a foundation in our life and then we're going into this mushy phase which is again the space in between and we're learning to hold ourselves differently so to me the preparation is always you know it's like <laughs> You save when money is a little more abundant. <laughs> you know, you don't save when you're under in, in dire straits. Yeah. That's not when you put your main saving in. And it's like, it's like all those little practices, they augment as you go through life. You know, every time you step into a pranayama practice, yeah. every time you step into all the practices that we've been referring to over the weeks, um, they're all helping us to build sort of a healthy bank account of being able to have skills that help us to navigate. And the more we have, that, that's not the skills to fix, but that's the skills to hold ourselves in a place mm -hmm. of unknowing. So essentially what those skills are doing, they're beginning to have a conversation with our ego so we can hold a freaking out ego while we're experiencing ourselves on a higher level. And then we get back out and get into the mundane world and we get working again, but from a different place. 
because yeah. that sits then and to me that's the invitation of the space in between is and we touched on that i think on a previous podcast when i've experienced myself from a place that's greater than the ego something of that stays with me and this is the invitation that when we're coming out of the space between when we're coming out of the void when mm. we're coming out of the fogginess that there is a remembrance of being having an ego but being more and that visceral experience will then inform our decisions our choices how we interact with people how we love ourselves mm -hmm. how we love people around us and so every time we're going into this void space it's actually yes it, it's a possibility to reorganize and reorient but it is really an invitation i feel to to know ourselves much deeper mm. And then weave that into life afterwards. So it's a a spiral, a consistent churning of, you know, knowing ourselves more, bringing more of ourselves into the world, knowing more of ourselves in the next void, bringing more of ourselves into the world um, individually, but also it's the work that this, we're starting to do collectively, consciously, mm. right? Yeah. Not well. So it's like an opportunity to, to learn more about ourselves, like, not like and to me ever, everything is through the lens of the soul like because the soul knows where we're going it's ahead of us we're only ever catching up to it um you know like we're only ever walking towards it in a sense like even though it's in us but it it has in a sense it's the only thing that has the map but it, nobody else has it and doesn't give it to us but you know it knows like so if we can hold on to this like if we're if we the beauty of the space between us, if, if we have an access point to through the lens of the soul, through spirit, to growth, through healing, it's a very different space than if I have nothing to anchor that into. Mm. Do you know, like, Asin, it's just another shit show that's happening in my life. And why the fuck is this happening to me? And I go into the victim or whatever other my tendencies are. Like, So I think being in that space, if you have, it depends on what lens you're navigating it through not really yeah. and if you don't have someone or space or never find that little point that shines that light and goes this is just part of growth like this is part of life this is normal this is where you'll learn more and be more of who you are do you know like, or in a language that allows you to access that as well like, do you know that it's a very different terrain you're you're walking mm. Not way because mm. it will become sort of the, the 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 victim. You'll try and push your way out of it. You'll try and either stick with where you're at, but over the time it'll just become more of a contraction. Like, and the mind will get so much more stronger, but not in a real like you know we can do this, we can move through this, we can be in this space. You know, we've got this. You know, it'll be like why the fuck is this happening? Excuse my language. Why is this happening to me? You know, like what's going on? You should, you should know better. This shouldn't be happening to me. It will go into the real tight beating up of the self. Like, and I, and I think the beauty of being able to apply sort of that lens of soul, the soul's journey to it allows us to even in those spaces, even if we are in a sense resisting them to at least have that little sort of stepping stone or that little bit of a light that we know we, we might forget to turn on initially. We're like, oh my God, what's going on? And then somebody might say to us or we go to our therapy or we go to our yoga class or we go wherever or we pick up a book or we just somehow remember like, oh yeah, 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 turn on the switch. You know, like, so I'm remembering that this is part of what my soul's growth, that mm. I need to be in this space to be the next not the next version, like, but it kind of is like those, the computer upgrade, like, you know, to be the upgrade of myself, like, but we all know sometimes when we go to upgrade our computer, we're like, yeah, it goes upgrade. And then you're sitting there for 10 months and you're going, what is going on? And then it goes, would you like to? And you're like, I don't know what I'm accepting there. What's the yes. And you're like, God, no. And then two days later, would you like to? And you're like, okay, yes. And you're like, I have no idea what that was. I've just installed it. You know, and that's how I look, I look at it is that we're being upgraded. We're being installed with, you know, more aspects of ourselves and whether they're qualities or ways of life or, or more of our, our soul's essence or more of our sort of soul's journey or, or blueprint. Like, you know, but it's like, sometimes we've just got to say yes. 
mm-hmm. click the button and go, I have no idea what I just said yes to. Like, mm-hmm. But I know that I need to just be in this space. Like, so I think it helps to have that reference or that way of looking at it as well, because like, it allows us to be a wee bit more gentler and more patient yeah. with ourselves while we're going through it. Yeah, to me, that makes all the difference. That That's the difference between, you know, fighting it or, or learning from it. You know, it makes a difference between um, wondering what have I done? Why is life doing this to me? To actually yeah. seeing the blessing that, 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 it, that it is unfolding, essentially. You know, yeah. it's, um, I, I would say without that greater context, it could be one of the most trickiest times to navigate yeah you know it if if you don't know why you're in the ocean and why you know you didn't get oars and nobody threw you in a compass and you know and you're not not willing to hear the voice that's actually sitting there beside you (laughs) you know it is it is it is it's it it can it can be a really um a super triggering super uh just scary situation that you know um yeah yeah, so um, that's the space people actually do then, you know, go to, I would never think of going to this here before, do you know, but yes. I find myself here because nothing else is working. That's where yeah. they find themselves sitting in front of the healer, the yoga teacher, the mindfulness practitioner, the astrologer, anything, the psychologist, anything, because they're going, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's going yeah. on and that is also part i mean it's really important because we've been all there as well yeah. you know uh, yeah. we've all resisted because it, it doesn't matter how long you're in this game there's always an upgrade or a metamorphosis that is just a little stronger where you go whoa i'm out of my depth you know and and, and even that is part of the process because when we come to that point where we hand ourselves over in a way you know which is quite different to asking someone else to fix us yeah but it's really the acknowledgement of i've reached my level of understanding of making sense mm-hmm. of this all my skills you know all all of this and you know i'm too scared to press that yes button. Well, sometimes we need to go to somebody that fixes computers professionally. We need somebody that, you know, then goes like, okay, maybe you can explain to us what this is actually involving when we're clicking yes, you know. And sometimes that can be enough. Um, Having someone in our life who has gone through this consciously, um, having practice that we trust. But, you know, um, also if it's just this kind of situation where we resist even that is perfect timing. I think ultimately, um, part of life will always unfold itself in that way. Our choice is how how awkward do we want to make it, and how difficult yeah. do we want to make it, and do we want to like listen in? And we all have aspects where we listen very carefully, and we all have parts in our life where we, mm. we really refuse to listen. And and all of that is, <laughs> all of that is okay as well. Lastly, just to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so if somebody feels they're going through that 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 phase, I mean, there's a multitude of 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 things that can be done and approaches we can take but um what would you maybe from your side kind of come in and go these this is sort of this would be this is your approach or thinking about it or this is maybe a thing that someone can do in a space where we just said nothing can be actually done or worked out Mm. as such you know yeah but how do you interact yeah with that space like with that space Mm -hmm. i think like a question to ponder write upon draw upon or whatever is how can i honor myself in this moment and in this space not and that will Mm -hmm. come down to very usually basic sometimes simple but not so simple to maybe give and do to ourselves so it would be grounding would be stay with the body as much as possible um you know balance in the nervous system in very simple ways like you know because sometimes when we go into those spaces we make it really complicated like grounding is literally lie on your floor if you want you know go outside lie on the ground walk on your bare feet you know it could be your yoga could be massaging your body it, it can be anything that really just gets you aware of your physicality and being in it and the a really simple way of like energetically balancing the nervous system is placing the hand on the heart and the hand on the sacral or the just below the belly button area like and allowing your breath over time initially it might not do it straight away but allow nearly like you allow your breath to match the beat of your heart 
and to allow it to come to that space. And initially your heart might be going a little bit faster, but when you begin to do the breath and or counting the breath, like breathing into three and you do that hold and then exhale into the count of five, do that little hold, breathing into three, hold, exhale to five. And that begins to regulate the nervous system. Um, so it does, so it's allowing ourselves, our body, our system just to land, to be relaxed because from that space then we'll interact with everything else that is arising differently. Like, and then obviously you have like, the big thing for me is like, if you feel you're in that space to trust that inner knowing, you know, to really trust that I know I'm in this space. So trust a little, my inner voice, if it's guiding me, you know, to go explore something or to go look at something or to read something or to learn something, but with no, attachment to the outcome of it to allow myself to really listen to my inner voice at that time like especially if you're allowing the system to relax or if you have a meditation practice or a self-practice of some sort of allowing in that space to really listen because it'll come through in little whispers it'll come through in little like not even ideas but you know little seeds nearly being thrown at you sort of thing or planted in you rather than concrete information like Mm. And it's to know it's not permanent. Remember, it's not going to last forever. It can feel like it'll last forever. It won't last forever. Mm. Not really. And it's a, coming back, I used to watch too many cartoons when I was young. To me, I would describe it as eventually you will begin to, and Mickey, Mickey Mouse used to you know, smell the apple pie and then he'd float up and follow the smell of the apple pie. Eventually you'll begin to smell whatever's been cooking and then allow yourself to follow that there and it'll just be the smell you won't know maybe whether it's the apple pie or rhubarb pie or whatever kind of thing it is at the end but to follow that there then like and to me they're just like three little simple things to remind ourselves of or to allow ourselves to be in it and then as always if you feel it's a space that you need someone to sit beside you reach out and get the support like you know, because sometimes we just need to know somebody's got our back. That's all we actually need to know. And to know, okay, I am normal, that this is a part of life and that I will get through this. But we just need to feel that person or people, somebody's holding us. Yeah. What about you, Bibi? Um, all of that. And just to, to pick up on your last point, I think, um, it is a time to to be conscious of what kind of conversations you have with the people around you. Um, when you know that you, certain certain relationships or the people in the relationships really usually you know cheer you on for your achievements and it's very much let's fix this. They may now don't judge it right away, give it a try, but they may not be in the capacity at that point to hold you. Mm -hmm. If you have someone that is just an incredible good listener and can just have a cup of tea with you and just sit there and nothing needs to be fixed. These are the relationships that are really, really mm -hmm. um, helpful in those times. And so even our relationships can support us in different ways at different times. So not one relationship needs to be everything for us, right? Yeah. Um, so that relationship that is usually cheering us on, if you go out and build your business afterwards, because you realized this is what, something that you want to do after this phase you know that person that friend might be just the best ally you know mm -hmm. um so having people around you that aren't pushing you into decision making and aren't pushing into you into productivity yeah. um spending more time with with people like that that would be sort of one one step and then the other um is really there, there are so many things in that time that we can't really see and organize and, and direct for very important reasons, but there are some things that we can. And so really consciously shift instead of fighting that shifting to that, um, which we can, and in that point in time should organize. And that has very much to do how we hold ourselves on a daily basis. So cook good food, mm. um, have enough sleep, you know, take baths, do all those beautiful things for the body, body scripts that seem so insignificant when you're going through this because you will want to fix your life in inverted commas. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing to fix because there's no version there and things are just mm -hmm. shifting at the moment. So really coming back and honing your vessel, 
you know, in whichever ways you want to do this, going for walks, you know, having conversation with friends, um, art, play music, you know, um, I for sure know this is a time to take out knitting for me. <laughs> knitting is where I, I process without consciously thinking about it, you know, so I know for sure when, when I get a, when I get sort of the impulse to, to look at wool, <laughs> I know what's beginning to unfold <laughs> and it's not even that I'm knitting. I'm just starting to build up my base of wool and I'm like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> We're going into that phase, <laughs> but you get to know yourself, you know, and, and so, so having those things, uh, it is possibly a time as well when I'm journaling, but it's more so process awareness rather than any goal orientation journaling. Um, I tend to stay away from journaling just a little bit in those times because I have a personal tendency that I will go into trying to find a logical and practical solution to it. Um, but when I'm going into these other aspects like knitting and walking and, and cooking, I don't go into there. So know yourself. How can you hold yourself with so much love, so much tenderness, really fueling yourself? It's like um, <laughs> one image just kind of keeps coming to mind and that is like, you're the support person to the person that runs the marathon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you want to go into that, so part of you is going through this long process and you're, you're the nutritionist, you know, you're the, you're the one that is fueling at every stage. Mm -hmm. It's like drink a little bit, comes up with a snack, comes a little bit up with like motivational, you know, it's like hang in there, you know, stay in there. So you're, you're, you're that support function for yourself in a way mm -hmm. so that other part can actually really process and go through what's going on. So there will be sort of um, the, the, the two sides that I would um, lean to. Mm -hmm. So really be conscious of the supportive relationships that, you know, allow for just a presence rather than fixing and honor the other relationships too, but that's just not where I'm sharing that space with. Um, and the other thing is just, yeah, you really take good care of yourself in the most mundane yeah. Um, cause while this process feels like so not mundane cause everything is shifting your, your worldview and everything it is, it helps to, like you said, to anchor into the body, but also to anchor into the most mundane world, you know, change up your, get yourself a new toothbrush, get yourself a little, you know, the, the, the little things, um, that you're using uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, just pour that, pour that love into you in the most simplest of things. Awesome. Great. So it's been a pleasure um having this conversation mm. with you and thank you so much for everyone for um for listening i hope you found this um this chat um yeah to some extent uh, thought provoking um i hope you found it as well maybe a little um settling to your nervous system so if you're going through a process like this you're not alone out there uh feel free as always to reach out if you have any question if this is something that goes on in your life and you need a little bit of guidance a direction of what to take specific actions for yourself get in touch with rosalina or myself uh, we're always there to help you and guide you along the way and with that we wish you a gorgeous weekend and um, we'll see you at the next episode. Mm. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.